Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth a trip to the theater, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am finally talking about Creed 3. came out this year, 2023, directed by Michael B. Jordan. It's directorial debut, written by Keenan Kugler, Zach Balin, Ryan Coogler, starring Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, Jonathan Majors, and Felicia Rashad. In this movie, Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life, but when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just a fight. Overall, so I've been watching, obviously, watching and reviewing the Creed movies because this movie finally became available on streaming and had watched all of the Rocky movies a few months ago, did a top five ranking my favorite Rocky movies, not including the Creed movies, because I was waiting for this one to come out. So Sunday, I will be doing a top five Rocky versus Creed, where I rank the entire franchise, uh, including both the Creed and Rocky movies. So anticipating this movie, heard kind of mixed things, but mostly good. I really enjoyed the first Creed movie, second Creed movie wasn't bad, but didn't like it nearly as much as the first and had some issues with it uh this movie i loved and i hated there are moments of this movie that i absolutely have a lot of problems with which i'm going to get into all the details of this movie uh, of what i loved because there are things i love that this movie does that none of the other creed or rocky movies do but there are things in this movie that are just baffling bafflingly bad so we'll see how this ranks overall. I've got a lot of opinions. You know, this movie does a lot of interesting things. Uh, the way the boxing was shot, interesting. Uh, introduces one of my favorite antagonists in the entire franchise, I think, in my opinion. But this movie also does some has some horrible performances by... Two of our main characters, played by Michael B. Jordan, the director of this movie as well. The star of this movie, Michael B. Jordan. Baffling performance. And Tessa Thompson. Just like, she's doing something in this movie that I that was very annoying and didn't make any sense. I could see how you could explain it, but still, two of these the main characters of this movie were giving performances that stood out in a negative way to me. But I do appreciate the big swings that this movie takes, especially when big swings work. I like a movie. Like, I will give a movie credit for just taking big swings. And this movie not only took big swings, but I think connected with a few big things. I don't think the performances by Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan were big swings. I think those were major missteps. 
in the end, the issues I have had, have had, didn't spoil this movie. I, th- I lean more on I like this movie than I have massive problems with this movie. It's not the best Creed movie, but it's also not my least favorite Creed movie. So knowing that I like, you just, you can infer whatever you want. But the things I did like about this movie, right? We'll start off with some, some things I did like. I'm sorry. Let's start off with things I didn't like. <laughs> start with the negative. And then we'll get to the positive. Because I think this movie ends on a positive. Which is good. It, it, you, can get, you can get away with a bad beginning. Bad parts. Bad elements. But if you, if you nail the end, I will forgive a lot of stuff. So let's start with the stuff I didn't like. The writing, not great. There's things Adonis says that are just dumb. That are just dumb. The lack of communication that exists between him, Adonis, and his wife are also, Bianca, are also like the, like a lot of the drama in this movie, one of the aspects of drama that between them is that they just never, like, he just, I don't know what they do with each other, but it's clearly not talking about their life at all before. And this is something that is part of, like, from the first Creed movie, where he didn't tell her that he was the son of Apollo Creed and that he's friends with Rocky Balboa. That is the tip of the not-communicating iceberg that exists, that this movie crashes into and it just like it just it didn't need to happen like this movie wanted drama between the two of them but the way they did it was just like it it basically the reason the drama exists because they just don't talk to each other whether she's never asked about his early life or just he never talks about it I don't know what kind of communication this family, who seems to be a solid family, the fact that they don't communicate about stuff is just baffling to me. There is a trend in this movie where everybody, like it's this thing that I don't like when movies do, and I recently watched uh, Batman vs. Superman, another movie that does the same thing, where the movie's trying to gaslight you into believing something that just is ridiculous. Like, the only reason I have to believe in this thing is because every character says a thing. There's also another movie that does a very similar thing. In this movie, the thing is trying to gaslight me into believing is that Michael B. Jordan is really old. There are many characters throughout the, this runtime that say, but you're so old, Adonis. Because, and then the other guy is even older. So it's always comparing how old he is and then how much older that guy is. Which is ridiculous, especially in a franchise where we where Rocky Balboa exists, where he goes as an old, an actual old man, fights uh, in the prime boxer. Very ridiculous. Would completely agree with everybody in that movie saying that Rocky is old. But that's how people are treating Adonis in this movie, which I just... I, 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 it was annoying to listen to people do that. There's a movie 
I forget which it's like an older movie, but it's a similar thing where throughout the entire movie they're trying to say that that a woman is overweight. I think the Bridget Jones movies does does this as well, but there's another movie, and it's like she looks perfectly normal, average, not even chubby, but like characters are constantly and the character themselves is constantly saying oh i'm overweight it's very it's just like what are you talking about the batman versus superman thing is they want you to hate superman superman's supposed to be a bad guy and that's why batman wants to versus him wants to kill him but it's like i it i because i don't go along with that premise because that idea is stupid only because they're saying it it doesn't work. And same thing with this. It is a running thing where Adonis is this old guy. Never looks... Like, the dude is in amazing shape. I think towards the end, he gets kind of scraggly, got a little beard. He actually kind of looks a little bit older, but still doesn't look very old. Not enough for people to everybody to be calling him old. Also, the heavyweight division in boxing is historically the division where old boxers go. It, it's just like, it's, I, I don't know. It's just like, part of it is like, do these people ever watch combat sports? There's other examples of like, I don't know if they have. But the idea that they keep calling him old is just re ridiculous. The performances, as I mentioned before, Michael Jordan, his performance is not great. In every scene, it just feels off. Like, it just, I don't, it's, I don't know what it, I could, it was hard for me to put my finger on it. Some of it is the script and what he is saying, but it's just, his performance feels off in, like, everything. And I don't know if it's because, which I never felt in anything I've ever seen him do, Maybe it's because he's also directing. Maybe he's not good at getting the right performances out of himself as a director. But not a big fan. Just like, it's just a weird thing. Tessa Thompson. She is leaning into this breathy, sultry voice thing that is just grating by the end. Every line she says in this whispery breathy way and it's just like what are you doing like in every scene that's how and I, I can see somebody making the excuse that she is losing her hearing and maybe that's why she's speaking in this way but I don't buy it I don't buy it at all and it's annoying so the the performances from Tessa Thompson and Michael Jordan. Tessa Thompson's the way she delivers her lines is annoying. And Michael B. Jordan, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Just didn't like his performance at all. But I did love the performances from their kid, Amara, and Dame, who is the, the old friend that comes back. I loved those characters. I thought they were great performances. So that is the other side. I loved that shit. His house, amazing. Also, this mansion that he lives in, amazing. This crazy glass floor, the second floor, is made of glass. So it's like there's this scene where, like, the kid comes out to meet Dame. And it's like she's walking on it. It's, like, it's a beautiful house. The mood lighting, great artwork, all that stuff. Beautiful mansion. 
some positives, right? I didn't hate everything. The directing in this, very strange. Felt very much like style over substance. However, substance, I think, comes late in the movie. The opening boxing scene, everything seems like just horrible, bad green screen. Like, everything was shot on green screen. And it's not like this is a superhero movie. Like, it's okay. Like, you can film stuff. Like, boxing and boxing arenas are literally filmed and televised regularly. You can do it in the place. You don't have to have green screen. And yet everything... Especially the the first boxing match that we see in this is just painful how bad it is. Towards the end, I think it's used to much greater effect. And the style, been spoken about a lot, heavily influenced from anime, a lot of super slow-mo stuff, some fun combos. I thought that was interesting. Very interesting style. I just don't think it was used all that well, especially the beginning boxing match. I was really disappointed. As this movie went on, I thought it got better. <clears throat> also kind of felt very video gamey, which not as bad as the second movie, but still had that kind of feel. And because everything is like green screen, it all looks fake. Especially the beginning, that beginning boxing match. Everything looks so fake. The ring looked fake. The arena looked fake. Everything. But this movie did do some great things. Aside from the couple performances that I really liked. I do like it's the... It seems like the first movie that has dirty boxing in it. Where Dame is... You know... Dirty. Loved it. Also shit-talking. Very, like like I said, this antagonist, by far the most unique, my favorite out of all of them. Clubber Lang, maybe similar seeming, but I like the style. I like the shit talking. I like the dirty boxing. I liked all that stuff. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor Show, Show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. But this movie is trying to pack a lot into it, similar to Creed 2. In this movie, his daughter is older. Obviously, born without hearing, so sign language is a big part of this, which is an element that I really loved in the second. I thought it was used in very interesting ways in the second film, and I think even more so in this movie. And I do like that it seems like they're setting the daughter character up to potentially kind of take over this franchise, be the focus of this franchise in the future. But I do want to get into the specifics. Specifics that I didn't like. Specifics that I did like. So let's get into spoilers. 
starting off with stuff that I didn't like. Didn't work. Hated it. <clears throat> so when he's a kid, Adonis, right, it starts with a, a flashback to when he was a kid sneaking out of, right, this is after he'd been adopted by Felicia Rashad's character. He's sneaking out to corner his friend, friend being Dame, Damien, who's this prodigy, and Adonis is going to corner him at a, a fight. And then after the fight, he wins, and they go to get stuff at the, the liquor store or whatever, convenience store, and there's this old dude that Adonis runs into and then just kicks his ass, seemingly at that moment for no reason. Throughout the film, we find out why, but when it happens, it really just seems like he beat up a random dude. Almost maybe just to prove that he could beat up a grown-ass man when he's a kid. But it does get fleshed out later what he did. But it's like the way that whole aspect of this, this element of like that was the inciting event that led Dame to be arrested and to go to prison. And why he feels like he was abandoned by Adonis. But the way that whole thing is is told and like kind of... We get a little bit, little more, little bit more, and a little bit more throughout this movie. I just don't like the way that aspect of the story was told. Uh, there's this, the with the flashback, and then even in the first fight, there's this term checkmate that Dame uses, used in his fight in the flashback, and that Adonis uses in the first fight. And it seems like this movie is setting up for that term to be used a lot. And it wasn't. It was just kind of like a one-and-done thing. But it's like, like, it's just so weird tying those things together. And I'm almost glad they didn't use it because it's like it wasn't set up in any other fight. It's not like this. it's some catchphrase that Adonis uses that we are finally seeing the origins for but it's just the term that he uses in the first fight and then it's like uh, i don't know it it's it's like an aspect of this movie's writing that just it's like it just seems useless they didn't even need to have it at all now adonis has his fancy gym and he's talking to the coach and this championship-level boxer giving him almost, like, day-one advice. Like, this movie is trying really hard to make Adonis seem like the old, wise boxer. But when he talks to the, the coach and when he talks to this other championship-level boxer, he's giving him, like, generic day-one boxing words of advice. It's not about how hard you get. But it's about the control and the timing. It's like you, you don't think you don't think they know. You don't think that that's been a generic thing taught told to them throughout this dude's career that it's not just about the power that timing and strategy is a big part of boxing. They don't he doesn't this championship level boxer doesn't know that. This coach that's coached multiple championship level boxers, they don't know that generic advice. 
So I don't buy that he's this wise veteran. Or that he's old. Which they keep trying to say. That he's old. That, and Dame's even older. So yeah, but like, okay. They don't look old. They Their bodies don't look old. They don't seem like they're moving old. Like, if this was a different movie franchise, maybe, maybe you could pull that off. But we've seen what old boxers look like in Rocky Balboa. So I don't buy the, the constant, like, trying to convince me I'm old. he's old. There's a scene where his daughter, who's going to a special hearing-impaired school, gets bullied. Like, the way the bully tears up her drawing was weird. The fact that she has a fighting problem is weird. Just because her dad is a boxer and this idea of, like, it's in the blood because they're creeds. It's like, okay. And it, like, leads to him wanting to train her. Which would provide some discipline, but it would make way more sense. If this movie, like everything would make more sense if that the bullying that she was receiving at school was that she got beat up. Right. That's how she got bullied was she got beat up. So then him training her how to box would make sense to defend herself. And to also provide control. To know that she doesn't need to to do it but i don't know just like the, the like the whole the whole thing it's supposed to lead to her learning how to box the scenes with adonis training her like showing her proper technique which i th also think is kind of funny considering he's a guy that like was self-taught and then had to learn technique later in his career is all this technique guy now but enjoyed that i enjoy the father-daughter connection bonding over training I, I enjoy that how they get there doesn't make sense there is again the lack of communication stuff between him and uh bianca is just ridiculous never telling her that he was in a group home seems how does that never come up that he was in a group home before he got adopted and never told her like just in the same way that like i can understand on some level in the first creed movie him not telling her that she, he was the son of apollo creed right because that's a big theme of that movie him not wanting that connection not wanting to take advantage of that despite the fact that's literally how he introduces himself to rocky to, to be trained by rocky but so i kind of understand it in that movie and they're just starting to go out and he doesn't like necessarily want her to know that he's this famous guy or from this famous family that makes a lot more sense whereas in this movie they've been married for like a decade i don't know how long they've been married but they've been together for a long time he's had this career and what he's never told her that he was in a group home that he was in like this this foster group home never told her that like there was a, a situation where one of his friends went to jail 
Like, what does he ever talk to her about? Then you have Dame, who wants a shot at the belt. Fresh out of prison, no real boxing record, but this prodigy as a kid. Wants a shot at the belt, trying to use his connection with Adonis to get this. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. But the way they set up that fight, kind of, it, it, they make it make more sense. Because it's kind of a last-minute fight. It's supposed to be between Drago and the champion. But Drago got injured at an event. Which we find out some fuckery happened. So it makes sense. Last minute. They don't want the, the you know, they have this event going down. That happens a lot. There's combat sports. Crazy people get injured all the time. So it Pretty regularly, people will get opportunities that don't necessarily deserve them for the belt way earlier just because they need to fill a slot. So that kind of makes sense that that's how they go about it in this movie. But you have this fight with Dame versus the champ where we see he's a dirty fighter, which I love that. But the crowd noise is so quiet Dame can actually hear Adonis in the on the sidelines cheering on the champion, which the champion is the guy he was giving it the generic advice to. So, like, it makes sense that he would be cheering on the guy that's from his gym, right? It's kind of his legacy. He's from my gym. He's got this thing. And as far as his connection to Dame, it's like they don't they haven't known each other forever. Like, I don't know. Like, that's fine. But the fact that he can hear him is mind-blowing. Like, uh, it's this is not golf. This is combat sports. You have an arena full of people, championship fight, and he can just hear Adonis cheering on this other guy. The conversations in the corner, very calm, very mannered which is ridiculous like literally whispering in the corners i don't know if michael b jordan's ever seen uh uh well i i can't imagine that he hasn't seen actual combat sports aside from very rare moments of specific coaches that speak to their fighters in a calm manner Generally, corner talk conversations, pep talks in the corner, are pretty big, emotional, loud, demanding moments. Not moments where people are whispering to each other. Because the ability to hear somebody whispering in a giant arena with people cheering is absurd. Also, the KO in that fight didn't look the greatest which this movie's been able to show pretty interesting ko's let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to promote 
Are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And then everybody's mad at Adonis, which doesn't make any sense. The champ's family is mad. It's like they took the fight. He was cheering on and coaching their son, the champion. He, aside from offering to fill Drago's, whatever his name's, slot for getting injured, like, it's not like he was training Dame or, or cheering or corning. They were acting as if he cornered him against. It's just ridiculous. Like, your dude lost. Your dude took the fight and lost. And they're blaming Adonis as if he told Dame to cheat. But it's what they need because this movie, Adonis has to lose everything. And that's part of the miscommunication drama is part of what he's losing. Which, the way they set up in this movie, Adonis losing everything for him to have the big comeback. I don't buy that he lost everything. Right? But this movie, you have to have Adonis fall from grace. Right? He has to, quote unquote, lose it all. Which I just, I never really felt like he lost it all. And then there's the scene where his mom finally shows him these letters that that Dame wrote and never gave him. Which is kind of shitty. Another, like, what kind I don't know. I don't know. And, of course, he gets angry at her because she kept these letters from him. And because they mentioned that she had already had a stroke... That's gonna be like you know. They're th- already they mentioned it. This is a movie where he needs to feel like he lost everything. So of course, it's just a matter of time before she, you know, bites the dust. So it can become a comeback story, and of course, it's also convenient that she de- never shows him these letters because. One of the pictures of Dame with his crew in prison shows the guy who broke Drago's. Why am I not? Drago? Drago. Broke Drago's hand at the event, right? So he set up Drago to get injured so that he could replace him. So it's convenient. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's like very convenient, but I just don't buy it. And there's this thing that happens, which has happened in the first Creed movie. I probably happened in the second one. Happens for sure in this one. 
Adonis Creed reacts to be calling Baby Creed the same way Marty McFly reacts to being called Chicken in the Back to the Future movies. Like, it is the insult that will always effortlessly get under his skin. And it's very sad. Now let's get into stuff that I did like and I loved, that I thought worked. I like when he teaches his daughter to fight, showing her technique, right? Maybe it will teach her discipline not to just beat up people. Sure. Still would have made more sense if she was the one that got beat up, which is similar to what Rocky five, right? Rocky not wanting to show his son how to box. His son gets in like these scrapes and stuff like that. Whatever, whatever. They do a decent job setting up Dame as this last-minute uh, replacement in the, the Drago fight to get the championship belt, right? But they don't sell it that great. Like, they could easily sell it like we are, like, just this is what our family does, right? Apollo Creed gave Rocky this underdog fighter a chance at the title. And we are going to be doing that again. You know, my gym, my my guy is going to give this shot to this unknown guy. Because that is what we, this is the tradition of the Creed family. They don't use that at all. But still, the reasoning for him replacing makes sense. And I love the Dame character. Now I know the actor is problematic has allegedly uh jonathan majors domestic abuse no idea the details aside from his personal life the character of dame in this love dirty fighter shit talker like he has an interesting style moves differently than all the other boxers like so unique compared to everybody else very much stands out actually seems like the dude studied fighters on some level him punching the shoulder right knowing that he already tweaked it during sparring smart you know showing that he's the dirty fighter you know, throwing punches to the leg in the clinch. He could also just have, have cranked on that arm too, which is something, you know, fighters do. John Jones loves to do that in MMA. Loves to, when he gets them in the clinch up against the cage, he likes to get get that uh, overhook on somebody's arm and just crank it down, messing with their shoulder. him following through on his punches to to land the elbow i loved all that stuff when we haven't seen that we haven't seen a dirty boxer so interesting also a great shit talker that's that should have been what uh, what adonis what that was like his move because he comes from his background is scrappy teaching himself which shit talking is a massive technique to get under somebody's skin but he's the guy that gets under people get under his skin 
So I love the Dame. Great shit talker. Also great at selling fights. When he calls Apollo, when he calls into the talk show Apollo's on or uh, Adonis is on to talk shit. Loved that. Loved it. I like that uh, Adonis brings in Drago Jr. into his training camp, right? Although it does, again, highlight how small he looks for supposedly being a heavyweight championship. Still a great uh, training montage. You get the moment where Adonis breaks, finally, and he turns a corner right, to get ready for this fight. Which the, the last fight is an outdoor event at Dodger Stadium. Okay. Still very green screen looking, but I like the way it, I still like the way it looked, the way it's used because he, you know, the, visually, metaphorically, does a lot of interesting things. I also like the boxing, the way it's filmed in this final fight is a lot better. Uh, Dame again actually acting like a fighter, shit talking in the ring during the fight between rounds. Uh, some decent movement for once. So much of these movies are like people just standing in front of each other he does this thing where he charges in like super interesting by far the most interesting boxer antagonist in the entire franchise is dame it seems like he actually studied boxers and he does this like weird kind of like i forget what they call it this weird guard instead of like holding your your arms up and down in front of your face he goes like crossways which I think is something Anderson Silva does a lot. But just awkward. He's like very awkward in a lot of ways, which I like. And then after the fight, or no, during the fight still, when they start visualizing each other as kids, kind of like as they were would train in basements and stuff, like mattresses wrapped around pillars or whatever, and seeing each other as kids in while they're in the corner... You get a lot of very stylized stuff, like prison bars kind of show. Like, I, I liked all that stuff. I thought the stadium empty, just the two of them. I liked all of that stuff in the, the final fight. The body shot was epic. Better KO than before. Overall, loved the final fight. Loved the final fight. The post-fight locker room talk where he, Adonis goes to talk to Dame. I loved that moment as well. Right? So, like, by the end of this movie, it did a lot of interesting things. I really liked the Dame character. I didn't really buy Adonis falling from grace. A lot of the writing is very tough. Uh, performances, tough. But by the end, I really liked it. And I could definitely see a spinoff with his daughter as a female boxer, a, a deaf female boxer, maybe even... MMA, right? She goes into MMA instead of boxing since I would imagine female MMA is far more popular than female boxing. Ronda Rousey, far more... I don't even know a female boxing, boxer's name uh, to even compare to what Ronda Rousey did for female MMA. But So I could see the franchise following her later very interesting all of the hurdles that she will have to overcome not only being a woman but also being hearing impaired so i could see that being where and i've read 
interview with uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan, how like he's got ideas for where this other spinoffs and things. So I could see that easily being a spinoff of, of its own. So in all unbalanced movie, some of the worst performances I've seen, some bad writing, the boxing ended better than it began. I love the Dame character. Uh, he is definitely what makes this movie great. I like that it seems as though his daughter eventually taking over. The, ma the movie made me angry for a lot of it, but ended strong, so ultimately I think it works. And the movie had a bunch of problems, but, you know, stuff. Um, but the stuff it did right, I think, overwhelmingly made it. Uh, a better movie better even so i like this movie more than creed 2 even though i think the problems in this movie are worse than the problems of creed 2 i think the move the things that this movie does better is better than creed 2 and it's divorced itself from a lot of trying to just be so tied in with the rocky movies really trying to do its own thing so i don't know i i did enjoy this movie ultimately um, and I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Creed 3. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching this episode, as all episodes are in video version as well. Until next time, enjoy the fight. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.